0: This anime season review contains adult language, mature situations, silly series, insane concepts, weird releases, and somewhat witty banter. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs>
1: ただの知らなかった
0: Aloha, on Jordan and what's up? This is your host, Zan. And Greta. Zan, what's up? For www.spyarkin.com. Some podcasts and many reviews about connecting enhanced narratives, which can be found at www.spyarkin.com or iTunes or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever social media site you're using, including Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. Uh, and we are here because we got something fun to do, because this is our interesting new an anime review episode. Yes, I know we haven't done one in a while, but we're going to be releasing one because we did something a little bit different. We've been watching winter anime for 2019, and we've,
2: well... Been loving it.
0: We've been loving it, surprisingly. There's been so many great series, so many weird series, so many dark series, so many series which are, why would they create this? And we're going to talk about a couple of them, shall we? Ta-da. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy. So let's get started, shall we? So... Beforehand, remember if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at zan, that's xan, at dot com, dot com. And if you disagree with us, comment in the show notes or comment on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr, whatever you see us on. Because we've gotten some interesting titles and some weird titles, and we're going to go over them in kind of a weird order as opposed to going in like alphabetical order or ones we think top ten to one. These are just some of the ones which we've enjoyed and have felt have been noteworthy for anime 2019 because it's been a really unique year. But the big thing is the focus of this year. What would you say would be the focus of the shows this year? Was there anything really like overly... I mean, was there anything really big? Was it, like, Isekai stories? Was it sports stories? Was it just strange, weird things? Was it just all remakes and sequels?
2: Technically, like, Jose. There's a lot of Jose stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Jose stuff. There's some which are just questionable. There's
2: some that are supposedly Jose stuff that are not.
0: Yes, they're totally not.
2: Because, Yeah reasons
0: naked girl with a different director every episode no. now that's gotten weird because apparently one of the directors for that show turned out to be pedophile yeah yeah but we're not talking about that show no. so yeah so one of the first ones we're going to talk about let's get with one of the fun ones first of all because it goes all over the gambit but one i didn't expect to see was there's a harem series this year and it's... a
2: what a harem series you say
0: Yes, and not a usual harem... Well, there's two harem series this year, which was kind of of big. And the fun thing is that they're each two different demographics of harem series. One is a girl harem series, and one is a boy harem series. And they go to two different lengths. And one is based on a manga. We're fine with that. The other one is based on a really weird visual novel game. Two ones we're talking about are Meiji Tokyo Renka and... The Quintessential Quintuplets. Two completely different shows, but they work, kind of. And I love them both. Greta loves them. And uh, if you had to explain Meiji Tokyo Renka, how would you explain that series, the plot? So the girl,
2: who's a little bit different than all of her friends she could hear things like voices but not like serial killer voices but she can hear things She's a little bit different than her friends she falls into a time period in the past where this is known and kind of celebrated um she has no idea about basic life during this time period but the men of her harem have like figured that out And the one is protecting her. Um, Yeah. And like craziness ensues.
0: You have some interesting characters. And a lot of the characters are all actual people who existed. One of them is a writer for yokai books. And the other one is actually someone who appeared in the Shinsengumi. You had Fujita Gora, a.k.a. Saito Hajima is in this as a love interest, and he's very different than he was in Kenshin. He's more pretty boy. I like it. Then you have the one kid who sees ghosts and he's weird. You have the one author who's looking for Jane!
2: Jane!
0: Yeah. And on the other hand, you have the quintessential quintuplets, which I'll say it's about a guy who gets hired to tutor five girls in order to pass. And all of them are stupid, but they all have a heart of gold, or kind of. And this series has, I think, Girl of the Year, maybe? Or the the Waifu of the Year, because Miku! Miku for the win! The middle sister is the best! Well, kind of, because, yeah, the five sisters, each one is different. And, well, Miku's the favorite right now. Even though it's pretty sure, because of most harem conventions is going to be the youngest who's going to get him which that's bs
1: i
2: don't know i really i want at different points i want each one to be the one
0: because that's one thing that's interesting about the show is that it opens up where you see the wedding so we know that he marries one of them we know this but we don't know who or when well, when? It's probably years from then. but in the know, future. We know he's going to marry one of them. It's not like a, oh, maybe it's a dream. No, it's we know he's going to marry one of them. So it's... We just don't know who it's going to be. And everyone has their favorites. I mean, a lot of people are championing Miku because she's the best one of all. But then you have some people like Itsuko, which is the one that I'm pretty sure is going to be the one that gets with him, who's the sundry character. Uh, the mean girl who's sometimes nice. You have Yatsuba, who's also fun, because she actually likes him, but she's just dumb as a rock. Would you say she's dumb as a rock?
2: No, that's mean to rocks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's pretty special.
2: But she has a heart of gold.
0: And she's athletic. That's her specialty, she's athletic. Then you have the bitch, uh, the Nino, who just...
2: Is mean.
0: Yeah, she's pretty mean. And then you have the quote-unquote oldest sister, because they're all born, they're all triplets, they're quintuplets, they're born the same day. But she's the one who's like the big sister.
2: Yeah, the the birth order still fits.
0: Yeah. It's engaging, it's intriguing, and I've got to say, the art style is a, is really well done. And every character is, has their own personality. And there's a lot of little sight gags, like them sneaking into the classroom with the... They're just wearing the stupid little ribbon.
1: That,
2: which is just endearing.
0: And it worked. It worked for all of them, except for... The guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like um, good. <laughs> he's intrigued. like, hi,
2: good morning.
0: <coughs> yeah. So, besides those two, another series that is uh, very well done is one I talked about in an earlier manga view. I'm talking about Promised Neverland. Yes, that I was surprised that it came out so well. It's focusing on the series. it's got great animation quality. there's no issues with it. and it is dark as hell. It is dark. I but it's got a minimal it's got minimal blood in it and there's only two episodes where something happens. Everything else is just suspense and it's very your heart is pumping because just the atmosphere around it. Now, if you want to check out that episode, it is episode 285, and if you didn't listen to that episode, premises premise is that these kids who live in a wonderful orphanage, which is great and amazing, find out that the orphanage is not as idyllic as they thought, there's a terrible secret, and now they are trying to escape from this prison.
2: It's a prison break.
0: It's one part monster movie, one part great escape and every character is engaging and endearing, and the adversaries they have are...
2: Horrific.
0: Horrific, and also some you can sympathize with. It's, they all have reasons why they're doing what they're doing, and it's not just as clear-cut as, I'm just a mustache-twirling villain. Where will it end? Will they escape? Well,
2: They have to. They have to escape.
0: We're gonna to have to wait and see, and where it's at right now, it's gotten pretty dark. Yeah, it's, it's a major setback at this point. But we digress. So another one that we want to talk about is one which surprisingly our cat Maddie really likes. Every time we turn it on, she she will... cannot
2: get enough of it.
0: And the funny part about this is that I reviewed this all the way back in two. 27 which is like two years ago I talked about this manga and now the anime came out I didn't even know it was gonna come out but I it's awesome I'm happily surprised that it came out the funnier part is that this series the main characters are my icon on Twitter they've been my icon on Twitter for like two years so that's crazy and we're talking about wa hizu Tokidoki Atama no Ue or my roommate is a cat this is such a well how do you describe the series
2: it's so sweet so um the one guy the one the main character is an author and he just lives in a world of books he he, it's not a complete shut-in but he doesn't understand the value of like other people outside relationships or going or traveling he just wants to like his ideal would just be surrounded by his books, writing, reading, and just no contact with the outside world. But all of these people invade and he accidentally gets this cat um, who just changes his life completely. And it's like, he learns about the cat. The cat learns about him. What I love about the series is that um, it's, it's like a double episode every time. The first Half of the episode is the episode and everything that happens that transcribes from the main character's point of view. And then it switches to Haru, the kitty. And then it's the same exact episode from the kitty's point of view. And she has a voice and Maddie loves it. and
0: It's so whimsical and fun. It's a nice palate cleanser for a lot of the series that we see. It's a nice slice of life. And the opening theme is is a lot of fun because it just focuses on the fact that he lives on the island by himself with books, and then she just smashes into his world, and then it goes crazy. It's funny because you see her thoughts of things and how things work.
2: And if you have a pet, you've given your pet a voice, you, like, have had a conversation at one point... With your pet. Like, it's so relatable. It's not even funny.
0: I will say, I think it has some of the most bittersweet episodes, though, because of some of the things that you see, like the second episode where Haru is... I
2: may or may not have cried in that one.
0: ...attacks the evil ghosts that are bothering our main character. And it's just, like, and then you find out why the ghosts are there and what they want. It's so sad. It's like, I'm not, you know, I wasn't crying. It was those... Uh, onion-chopping ninjas. I was
2: crying. You're stone.
0: No, it was those onion-chopping ninjas that were bothering me. That's all.
2: There was dust in your face.
0: Yes, there was dust in my face. No, it's it's probably in our top three for the series that we love watching. It's a lot of... It is, it is just one that you definitely have to see and check out. Now, another series that we talk about that is another one that surprisingly was not on our radar, but a lot of fun, was Rise of the Shield Hero.
2: Oh my gosh, which I totally has, love it.
0: Which has gotten a lot of flack from a lot of people because of one of the little aspects of it. Because it has a kind of Me Too movement moment and people are getting really upset about that. Because it's... The initial concept is a little hard, r- rushed, but it's a good series and Greta loves it.
2: But they like rushed it, at, but I kind of like that they rushed it because it's like... Get over it. It's horrible. It makes his life horrible. But you don't need to focus on that because that's not what the story is about. And you need that for background context and you need to move forward.
0: Yeah. it's The gets, guy gets sent to another world like most Isekai stories. But this one he has become the legendary shield hero. Which means he can't use any weapons. He cannot attack. He is a support character only. And all the other people... Treat him like garbage for some reason or another.
2: All the other heroes and the main kingdom. But he, like, saves everybody's butt.
0: He's the guy that is there to protect. Not He's not selfish, but he's become jaded because of what's going on. It's allowed him to make some very questionable and not great choices. Like, the one issue everyone has is that his support, because he can't attack anybody. No one wants to work with him is he needs someone to attack for him. And the first person that he works with screwed him over blamed him for something, and he has to find alternative means to get someone to defend him, so he gets a, well, let's get out of the way, he gets a slave. Yep. And some people have issues with that, but... But
2: he's not mean about the treatment. If anything, it's the best treatment they've ever had, and she ends up being released and chooses to continue that style because she sees the value in him and his, his true character, even though nobody else sees it.
0: So it's more like he, she's his champion rather than his slave and but
2: and sometimes she's more emotionally mature than he is.
0: Raptalia the the character is fun. She's a tanuki girl and she's a little weird. But we so it's besides that part it's a really good show. It's very inventive. It's, it takes the whole isekai story and puts it on its head. Also it's pr- a pretty inventive show on the usage of using shields. Also, what's the other uh, other weird thing? Oh, the main quote-unquote antagonist, the spear hero, is a jerk.
2: Oh, totally.
0: And it's, it's just he's a, uh, well...
2: Pompous. I have a lot of words.
0: I don't think he's bad. I think he's being used. I think he's just too naive.
2: No, he's pompous.
0: But he's because he's listening to the one girl. And she's like, she's running things. Yeah, but
2: he could be better than that.
0: Yeah. So, shield hero... In our top, in our in our top three, definitely. Totally. So my roommate, Rise of Shield Hero. So another one we're going to talk about. One which I'm just.
2: I've been reincarnated as slime.
0: No, no, no. That's that's a, that's an older series. But one which is a little different is Price of Smiles. Ah. That is the obligatory mech series that came out, and it's. Uh... It's dark as hell. I didn't expect it to be that dark.
2: I it's For me, it's almost darker than Finding Neverland.
0: Because the whole thing... The whole first episode, it's like, it's like Promised Neverland, where it was like, it seems happy and sweet and nice, and then this one, it's more... Like, the, the twist is really screwed up. The twist is screwed up, and then it gets a little better, but it's so jarring when you see the twist. It's... It shows how people in power are never told the whole story,
2: through no fault of of their own.
0: Yeah, and it's it shows how both sides of of a fight are are compelling, and you know they're both they could both be right. There is no
2: hero. There is no winning side. There is no upside. There's no clear cut villain.
0: To quote Vash's stampede, love and peace. That's what we need. We don't need war. Love and peace. It's an interesting war brigade. It's very militaristic. Kind of like it. So, let's see now. What else is on our list? Uh, oh, yes. Then we have the... One of their two romance series that came out. Two series focused on love. And they're both high school shows. But one is very... Um, I'm pretty sure that the the girl would have been arrested for being a pervert. And the other series... What can we say about it? It's it's interesting because it's two people who love each other, but they don't want to admit that they're in love with each other. We're talking about How Clumsy of Mind is Ueno and Kaguya-sama, Love is War.
2: Out of the two, I like Love is War better.
0: Yeah, Love is War is a more compelling show, and Kaguya... Uh, sorry, Ueno-san... That show, it's a miniseries, so you could watch it in five minutes. Crazy. But it makes you feel really dirty, and I don't know who...
2: Uncomfortable.
0: I don't know who the demographic for this show is. I really don't. If you
2: know, comment and let us know, because I don't know.
0: Because Paul Chapman from uh, Greatest Movie Ever, he watched one episode and said the show was horrific. And I've got to agree. It's a horrific show. It's just... It's... I don't know who it was written for. I mean... The, the only thing I could think of... I like of,
2: some pretty weird things. And I, I can't get behind this one.
0: No, the whole thing makes sense, though. It's a girl likes a guy, but the guy is too stupid to understand. And she has been driven to insane lengths to try to get him to like her. But she's gone...
2: Crazy. Yeah. Look at my skirt crazy.
0: Like, drink my urine crazy. Yeah. Now, kaguya on the other hand, it's just that you have... Two people who love each other, but they don't want to admit they love each other. So it's become, I'm going to make them love e- love me first, but then it gets...
2: Depending on on the individual, it's either relatable to you early on in high school or in middle school. Or some in elementary school. There's no judgment. You but can... like it's like the first time you have a crush on somebody, they actually like you back, but neither wants to admit it first. and
0: And you don't know if they like you. And it's fun, and
2: the inner dialogue that ensues.
0: It's fun because you have just the hilarity of they—they they don't get it's simple, simple things that you think, oh, okay, this is very simple, but they take it to absurd lengths. It's like, okay,
2: I really like the secretary too.
0: The secretary is hysterical. She's she uh, Chi- Chiako, I think is is she's awesome. Another one of the runner-ups for best girl of winter 2019 because she just is so crazy like her getting them involved in the in a there's a game that she gets them to play because they don't want to they don't want to do the job so she says okay we'll do a game and it's uh, you, you can't say the word that's on your forehead so she ends up start talking in beat rap because she starts talking ghetto because she doesn't speak like ghetto and there's no way she can use a word that's ghetto bah. it's like whoa, whoa, whoa or the time where she te- teaches the principal how to play volleyball, and then she's like, I raised him good. She
2: treats the president, you mean.
0: Yeah, the president. She trains the president to be a volleyball star, and she's like, I taught him well. Like, he's, she's like, his mom. She's
2: exhausted, though, because it took so much.
0: She said, that's my boy. That's what she said. So.
2: But I like her. It's a cute show.
0: Cute show, a little overboard. You have to get
2: over the first episode, though.
0: There's a lot of dialogue in the show, though. There is a lot of dialogue. So if you don't like dialogue, you're not going to like it. Now, the last two shows we're going to really focus on, because there are some other ones that did come out. Um, like, one that's, that's a dishonorable mention is Watashi ni Tenshiga. That is horrible and it's only for pedophiles, so let's be honest. It's about a, a college student who falls in love with a three-year-old. Just and,
2: makes me feel so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, There's the Dimensional High School, which it's... Live action anime mixed together, but it's like, let's just make it really cheap and use a PS1 graphics. That was terrible. Uh, You had Koya no Kotobuki, the Magnificent Kotobugi, which... CG and... We've come to the point where CG and anime can work simultaneously, where you have CG and 3D. But when you have it where every character... You know, the main characters are in 3D, and everything else is 2D except the airplanes... That's stupid.
2: It's it's hard to watch.
0: It's just, it's painful. And then Rinsha Ekoto chan which is a cool experiment, but it's not great. It's a Jose Seven series about a girl who, uh, every episode she's naked and she talks about how her life is weird, and it's done by a different director, a different voice cast every single episode.
2: Which is... An interesting theory, and I want to really like it, and I can't. It, I don't want to see this broken, naked girl.
0: Yeah, she's broken. It's like she has the boyfriend who's who's not her boyfriend because she doesn't want to break up with the other person, and just wants to sleep with her, but she doesn't want to commit, and yeah, it's a garbage series. But, and, but...
2: I mean, someone will like it. Someone will like it.
0: I. And like I said, that's a series where the, the one of the directors turns out is, is a sex predator. So it's like I don't feel yeah. comfortable even watching it. Yeah. Uh, let's see now. Uh, another series that we haven't talked about that we should talk about is Magical Girl Spec-Up Asuka. I like this series. I think it's cool that they took the whole Magical Girl thing and twisted it on its head. But it's
2: bloodier than I want it to be.
0: It's yeah it's pretty gory it's
2: i feel like if there was more content with her with her real friends in the school i'm it starts to get so there. basically if it was a different if it was a different anime show i think i would really like it yeah. i i it's not me
0: yeah and it every time if they do 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 haha every time we're, if they... we're eight Every time they show the good scenes of her with her friends, they have to immediately do something horrible, like have one of the friends kidnapped and then tortured, and then have fingers removed. And while this is really cool, and the Berserk fan in me loves it, it's...
2: I don't like it. I am I can't... I, I look away too much for it. I'd rather spend my time on something else. It, it's different. Like more of the Quints.
0: Now, the last one we're going to talk about is one which is... I think arguably the best show of the season and Studio Mappa did an amazing job working with Tezuka Productions on this. I'm talking about Dororo. Uh, we're going to talk about this more in a Dororo review because we're going to review the manga and the anime but...
2: Still a little bit bloody. Still like parts that I like just... But but that's me.
0: They captured the but spirit... I like it. They captured the spirit of the original Dororo manga and the concept of the of the man whose father sold him To demons and now it's him getting revenge, and it's done so well. It's so artistic, and some of the little nuances they do make it such an amazing show. Um, We're gonna talk more about in the monologue. I like it. But one thing, one little touch I like is that he doesn't speak until the eighth episode. Well, technically the sixth episode, but the eighth episode is when he starts talking.
2: Not even talking. He just doesn't speak till then.
0: He's just saying little like little things, but it's a nice touch that he's not, I have superpowers and I could talk to you in your brain. No, it's he has to learn how to talk. It's not like how in Blackjack you had Pinocchio talking telepathically, which was actually in the manga. In the manga for Dororo, he speaks telepathically, but they take that out. They make this a little more realistic, a little more what would you say?
2: There's still... There's a lot of nonverbal communication. And... I don't know. It's really well done. You see things from his point of view. It makes sense. Dororo talks enough for everybody. Um, yeah. There's yeah. just enough blood and gore.
0: And I like that is not and Dororo are not the main characters. In the episode, every episode has a main character in it. It's the first one is his father. The second episode is the doctor that fixes Hyakamaru. Later on, there's a whole section which is about Mio, this girl that is Hyakumaro's first love. And that's a two-parter, which is compelling and tragic. Sad. And then the newest episode about Saru. Well, Saru's a... Sweet. interesting, Sweet and interesting and stupid character at the same time. And he likes eating macs. But meat.
2: that's what you want that's what you want out of well hey they're protein packed but that's what you want out of your anime series you want somebody who's sweet a hero that you love you know that you can get behind and a little nutty you know
0: very true so that, that, that was the best one of 2019 for the new stuff now we haven't talked about any of the old stuff we're not going to really go too far into it a lot of the sequels because there were a lot of sequel series I mean there's Wiz which is a sequel to Hand Holders and that show amazing soundtrack but they don't tell you it's a sequel. You have to watch it. You have Mob Psycho season two. You have that time I got reincarnated as a slime still coming out. Also, One Piece is still coming out, even though they say they're ending it now. Ketaro's is coming out still. You have uh, Radiant. Uh, JoJo's is still coming out, but now we're at story arc five, and now we're with Dio's son. So that even makes. It's not that? Is it Dio's son though? They say he's his his last name's Dio, and his father technically is Dio, but he is. Jonathan's son So is he Dio's son or is he Jonathan's son?
2: I don't know It's just It's Jojo It's crazy
0: Yeah And also there's uh, the sumo show Which is really just why I mean it's cool to know that You can't be a Yokozuna Or a sumo wrestler Unless you're over uh, Five foot five I didn't know that It's kind of cool See that one The other one is Mew Mew Japan History, which is.
2: Another Maddie favorite.
0: Hey, seeing the Shinsengumi captain stuff his paw into his mouth every time makes me laugh. So, yeah. So that was. So that's pretty much. Oh, I mean, there's some other stuff. We didn't talk about Bogey Pop, but Bogey Pop, it's Bogey Pop. You love it or hate it. It's like watching Serial Experiment Lane. We could do a whole two episodes on it. Yeah. And Girly Air Force.
2: I actually am getting into it.
0: I think it's okay. I don't think it's great. Pastel Memories, that one, it's a twist on otaku lifestyle, but it just, uh, nah. And then there's Endo, Endro, which is, okay, the good guys won, so let's go back in time and try it again, but this time the bad guy's going to try to win, but the bad guy's now a cute little girl, and... Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. So we, and so the funny thing is we were going to just talk about ten of them, and we have ended up talking about all the stuff for this year so
2: but we definitely have our top 10
0: yeah we definitely have a top 10 which is going to be uh we said it was going to be uh rise the shield hero dororo my roommate is a cat quintessential quintuplets uh kyago sama love is war domestic girlfriend which we didn't really talk about either domestic girlfriend we didn't talk about that one is realistic creepy but realistic uh promised neverland meiji tokyo renka uh magical girl spec ops and last and not least we're going to talk and this is no
2: particular order we did not agree on an order
0: yes last one is going to be why did we put that one on there i thought we didn't like that but uh how clumsy you are Buenos son didn't we not like that one
2: yeah that's not in we'll just tip. put
0: Princess of smiles because that one's interesting yeah. So that's our top ten list. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be doing some more reviews of other stuff once the series seasons are done, maybe. And um, let us know what you think. ZanSparker.com or... Uh, I'm going to try to get GretaSparker.com up. Just got to pay a little bit of extra money for you to get that website up.
2: Ha! You'll still check the email.
0: Of course I'll still check the email. I'll give you the password, word, but I digress. Email
2: uh, us. Let us know.
0: Let us know. Catch you guys next time. And uh, remember, watch anime, read more manga, and... Listen to,
2: our
0: Listen to our podcast. Listen <laughs> to our podcast. Catch you guys next time. We're gone. So, bye. Fire.